Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everybody, welcome to another episode of Creators Outlet right here on the Outright Geekery Network. Our special guest tonight is Mac Deville, creator of Mary Machine Gun. <coughs> but first, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor, SpinWiz Comics at spinwizcomics.com. It is a comic and webcomic discovery platform for comic readers hosting mainly independent comics. Uh, currently, they have over 86 indie content creators with a library of over 400 titles and growing. Uh, some of the notable publishers are Sauce Point Press, Tidal Wave, Marcosia, A Wave Blue World, and Arcana. Majority of the content is free to read. Uh, if you like it and you want to help support the creators, you can purchase a PDF and 70% of all the profit goes right back to the creators. It is a free, 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 free downloadable app on either iOS or Android. Uh, there is also a built-in loyalty program. Readers get one entry for every page of comics they read, as long as they're signed in. So every time you open up the app, make sure you're logged in. And they have giveaways for monthly, quarterly, and yearly giveaways. Uh, you don't need a subscription, but there is a subscription. It's currently heavily discounted. It's only a dollar a month, uh, which removes ads and gives you a bunch of bonuses. Uh, soon they will also have a print-on-demand service. That's SpinWiz Comics at SpinWizComics.com. It's free. What more do I have to say? Go download the app. Check it out for yourselves. Rate the app. And... Pass it on to your friends, Finwiz Comics. Thanks for sponsoring tonight's video. And now, on with the program. I was just looking at it to, to get the app. Go ahead, you can download it. <laughs> I was trying to get the app. That's awesome. I'll check that out for sure. Okay. Yep. And while I'm doing this, I guess I can let everybody know, um, if we got some people in here or not, that uh, tonight during the this, this broadcast, if 
anyone backs the book and creates and pervert backs the book in a physical form, then they'll get all four covers. I'm going to choose one person out of all the people that back it during this broadcast, and they'll end up getting all four covers of my book. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Spin whiz. I already picked out a favorite cover. <laughs> Which one's yours? Everyone's got the, Everyone's got their own. B. Cover B with the with the vampire on it. Yeah, we. Uh, that's our homage to the old uh, detective magazines with the, the the females in peril and the the bad guys looming over. So, all right, getting it. There we go. I got spin whiz. Or, or as I know it. Uh, Friday evening at the Gentleman's Club. <laughs> so, first off, is this your first comic book that you created? It's it's the first comic book that I've created that's actually being put out publicly. Um, I've got a couple others that we wrote years ago, and we did a very, very, very small print run just for friends and family and stuff like that. They, they were not very good. <clears throat> um, so but, we'll keep those in the closet. Yeah, I'll keep those all hidden away. But because my usually I'm a writer, so my main avenues of approach is just prose writing, just standard chapter format novels, and uh, I write uh, movie scripts. So it was kind of an easy transition from writing scripts from, from writing movie or writing prose to movie scripts to comic scripts because the comic scripts, not really the same thing at all, but now it's basically, I don't have a, I don't have a budget. I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm a very visual person when it comes to storytelling. So I can lay out the panels and everything quite well. Cause I did a lot of storyboarding. Um, it's one of the things I used to do many, many, many years ago was storyboarding. And so it kind of helps understand how to establish the thing. But our artist, Fernando, fantastic. The guy's just a virtuoso. I mean, his colors, you've seen them. His colors are just fantastic. His line art is great. Um, he makes very, very sexy women. <laughs> and there's nothing I can that I can't say that they're good about the guy. I mean, he's a kind person. He's always trying to help everybody out. Um, he's got his own, uh, he helps teach um, autistic children in um, Brazil. Oh, that's very cool. Teaches them with art therapy and stuff like that. So he does, he gives back to the community. Um, he lives in Brazil. So, you know, it's not as, advanced as i guess economically as the united states but he tries to do everything he can to help everyone out that he can help and i mean he's just a wonderful person and a fantastic artist i call him my virtuoso <laughs> well i'm i'm glad he lives there you know because if not it would be a hell of a commute to go back and forth every day yeah that would definitely definitely be rough um especially yeah, with the states telling you you can't drive through here today <laughs> because we need to say some crap that's gonna piss you off and make you lock yourself in your basement for another month yeah, the, the, that, that whole COVID-19 thing where everyone got locked down it didn't change my life very much because I stay at home a lot 
and I'm because like I said I'm a writer, so I sit in a hole and I write. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was great for creatives because you know, oh dear, I can't go out now. I have to get work done. Yep. Okay. No, no, no parties to do, but you know, everybody's kind of getting. I think everyone's just getting sick of it. I mean, around here at least, I just I notice a lot more people not really caring as much about wearing masks and things like that. They just kind of go about their day, and I think everyone's just kind of tired of it. But yeah. as I said, I don't leave the house very much, so I don't get a very good barometer reading on society. I mean, I, I I've even since this is the end of the whole thing and the crowdfunding has started. I mean, I'm on social media. But mostly it's promoting my book. <laughs> I haven't had time to like read the news or figure out anything that's going on. I know there's some sort of more, more writing, I, I suppose, going on. Of, for of something else. It seems like anything carts a riot these days. So I mean, it doesn't matter to me as long as yeah. it's not in my backyard. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't have mattered, you know, how the grand jury went on that case. They were going to riot no matter what. Yeah, I mean, because they're not gonna get they they're never gonna get what they want. I mean, you're never gonna get everything you want, and even if you do get everything you say you want, you're gonna want more and get bad about not getting something extra. Yeah. So I don't I don't pay attention to them anymore. I just I learned to just kind of distance myself from it because it was it was making me pretty pretty pissed off to be honest with you. I was getting pretty upset about the whole entire thing, and then. After a while, I just learned, just let it go. Just don't, 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 don't focus on it. Just let them do their thing over there for a minute. You've got this crowdfunding you got going on. Just get through this, <laughs> and then you can start paying attention again. Yeah, turn, turn off the TV. Uh, you know, shut off the news, and just you know, read some comic books. Yeah, I mean that's exactly everything that I've wanted. It gave me all this time to sit back and read all these things. Like I got the Conan Omnibus, so I've been reading those for the last couple of weeks. But a lot of it's some of it's research. I want to see how the the combat and the panels were set up and everything because I'm in the middle of writing Mary Machine Guns book two, which is book one. It's a setup book. There's still action. There's still it's because it's still got the three B's. It's got the boobs. It's got the blood, and it's got the beasts. <laughs> um, but it's also a set up the storybook. So there's a little bit of of just getting everything laid out. But the second book is just so far it's just going to be balls to the wall action the entire time. So I'm I'm real excited about writing it. You know, it's 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 fun. Because usually as a writer, if you're writing stuff on movies, you'll be like, they sword fight. And you can put some important things in the sword fight that happen. But then the stunt coordinator or the, the, the fight choreographer comes in there and they set up the fight. Well, now I get to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> and I'm not really limited by, you know, things like gravity. And as I said before, budgets. <laughs> I can make my characters do whatever I want them to do. And tell an awesome story while doing it. That's what it just seems that so many people have lost 
the i mean not so many people but like mainly like just coming out of the big two they're all like chick tracks for social issues oh yeah <laughs> if you if you know who jack chick is but there's just chick tracks for social issues and i i don't want to be preached to when i'm reading my comic books i want to read a cool story see some sexy women and some buff dudes terrorizing stuff and ripping stuff apart blood and gore and give me everything like that just let my let me turn my brain off for 15 20 minutes <laughs> and just enjoy something for a while yeah they 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 used to you know years and years and years ago they used to tackle you know like issues of the day but they didn't get preachy about it yeah, it was usually something like at the end, like they would tell you something like the comic book would have something in it about racism. And then Captain America would come out at the end of the book and they have like, you know, a couple panels about how racism's bad and you shouldn't do these types of things. Not, that was always OK, because but I mean, everything nowadays is just it's changed for the sake of being changed, I suppose. Yeah, I'm all set with that crap. And. I've just, I've, I've stopped reading a lot of books that I used to read before just because it's gotten, I don't know, I guess they call it woke or whatever, but I, I don't, I don't subscribe to all the, the, the cultural things. I'm, I'm a very introverted person. <laughs> so being, you know, as writer it is, it's, there's a lot of them that are outgoing and gregarious, but that is, that is definitely not me. I'm more of a, sit in the corner with my laptop and just write what I think, write what I feel and write what I think will be a great story. I mean, we got, see, Mary Machine Gun book one um, starts out and you get to learn a little bit about Mary. If you go to the Indiegogo page, we've actually got the first seven minutes or seven minutes, excuse me, page a minute. We got the first seven pages of the book up on the indiegogo pay, uh campaign page so you can actually kind of oh you mean this yeah that's one right there <laughs> we're almost to to eight hundred dollars when we reach a thousand we'll release another naughty image which is kind of just like a a nude image that uh and on the naughty tiers if anyone's got the naughty tier already then they they're automatically upgraded and uh you get multiple prints we're gonna be so far if we get to a thousand it'll be three prints and if we get to 1500 you'll get four prints if we get to 2000 it'll be five prints <laughs> so. yeah this this reminded me um a little cross between the original antarctic press uh Ariella Warrior Nun from the 90s. Yep, yep. And um, in a little bit of one of last year's uh, Vampirella story arcs, because something that was going on in there actually had a squad of nuns like Mary. Yeah. Well, um, everyone, originally it was Sister Mary Machine Gun, and we were going to go straight with the nun theme because i like nuns that's cool i think they're i think having warrior nuns is really awesome but then we kind of started to realize that that kind of would restrict the stories that we could tell with the character 
So we dropped the sister part. It's still part of the storyline. I mean, the Templar order that they work for is they kind of use the Catholic Church to move their agents around. So, Mm -hmm. like, they pretend, like, these agents, like Mary, she's an agent. She's pretending to be a nun. So that way it doesn't look suspicious when they move these people around the world to do all these different covert monster killing missions. Yeah, I never I never saw any nuns that look like this in my school. No, me neither, but you know, you can always dream and that's what comic books are. It's it's the fantastic. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, we got like the first 7 pages. Yep. And- it's basically the pitch if you would have back in the old days, if you would have sent like the pitch to image or any of I mean, I guess you still could day, but not many people do it. Not a lot of places are actually, you know, actually are accepting, uh, you know, no, no, they're not. And and as a writer, it's just bad. I mean, everyone, you go to uh, any of these websites and they'll accept art stuff just to be submitted which is great, but they're like, if you're a writer, we don't want to see your stuff at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, make something, you know, com- complete something, and then send it to us. Pretty much, exactly. And then it's like, well, what do you do for me? It's like, well, we're not really going to do a whole lot for you. We'll get you in Diamond. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to try this on my own then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And this is the first page of a two-page layout, which is going to mean when you see the other the other picture below. It uh, it's pretty cool, but this is where it explains basically what's going on. That there that Mary's a member of this Templar order, and it's not everything that you've you've heard. There's a, they left a lot of things out. She's not going to get into it now. But werewolves and vampires and warlocks and everything are running. Oh, hello. Uh, yes. See, and there is the one of the three Bs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We had the the beasts in the blood beforehand, and now we've got we've got the breasts. Um, the there's the actually movie. there's actually no full nudity in the book. It's just a lot of implied nudity. You know, we either use we use the smoke or the hands for very you know very uh, strategically placed. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like like early. Uh... Frank Frazetta, uh, Vampirella. Yep. yep, basically the early Vampirella stuff. Um, I've got a number one Vampirella, like the original from Warren Books over there on my counter. And I just, I'm a, I've been a fan of Vampirellas for probably 30 years now. Because I remember my dad had them in the bookshelf at home, and I sure wasn't supposed to read them, but I did anyways when I was <laughs> about, I don't know, eight or nine. I think it might have influence my taste on women <laughs> just a little bit so what are you doing i'm still that cover for, i'm still looking for a girl that dresses like this <laughs> that cover there is done by maria benez that's ed benez's sister oh cool and we're working we haven't got it all figured out yet but we're working working with ed to try to get a cover out of him for book two and here's the cover that i like Yep, this is by Jeff Batista. He's got his own studio called Jeff Batista Studio in Brazil, and he's he's a he's a wonderful artist too. I mean, as you can tell, everything 
the amount of detail is fantastic. Um, our colorist and artist Fernando, he colored this image. So more props go to him too because he did a fantastic job. This one's by Will Torres. It's uh it's a little different in style, but it is a homage to a spawn cover. I don't have it where I can just pull it up, but there's a on our on our Twitter when we when we announced it, we posted the spawn picture right next to this one, and you can see the the homage. You see the cape, how it's all billowed out and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's by Will Torres. He's a I think she looks better than Spawn. Yeah, she definitely looks a little bit better than Spawn. <laughs> I, I think I'd rather spend time with Mary than 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 Spawn. This one is by a guy who goes by the name of Rarix. Um, he is, I believe, he's from Spain. He did a fantastic job capturing the werewolf. I thought did a really good. It looks super vicious and has the 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 claws that are just his paws are just huge. And it's just very imposing behind Mary. I like it a lot. And uh, of course, Mary's looking good there with the sword. Oh, yeah. I didn't even notice her in there. <laughs> Not. And this is what we call Cover X. Um, we're actually only making three of them. We have to print 25 because that's just <laughs> the way it goes. Mm-hmm. But. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll make a video of me shredding twenty-two of them or whatever, because there's only going to be three of these that are in existence, and the only way to get one is to choose the perk, the full Mary, which is everything that you could possibly get in this campaign, and it's two hundred dollars. We've had no takers yet, but um, hopefully, hopefully someone will walk away with that. Because if not, I'll have to hold on to it. Um, this is our first naughty image. Got to keep it censored, you know, family friendly. Uh, nope, nope, nope. Yep, nope, nope, nope. This one, I believe it was by a guy named Mateus Duerte. And this next one, they're obviously in the shower. You can, we like shower scenes. You can't tell. Everything needs a shower scene. This one's by Mateus Duerte. Yep. The other one, I think. I think his name's Thiago. I don't remember. I'm sorry. I've been, my brain's been mushed lately trying to manage a crowdfund. I didn't understand. I've never have done a crowdfund myself. I've backed a lot of things, but I've never actually ran one before. And I didn't realize exactly how much work it is. You're just constantly promoting, constantly getting new information from other people and posting it up. I should have probably been a little more prepared with some notes, but that's, that's not how I roll. <laughs> I like this image a lot. Um, when you've got the note bars removed, it is super cool. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Yeah. Guess who's coming to dinner? <laughs> Some roast beef. And that's basically the, the, the crowdfund right there. I mean, okay, well, we're going to go up and we're going to go through the, the tiers. Cause... Okay. You know, because I, I was, I was, I was a little taken back from so many boxes on on oh. on what I was guessing was your your first, possibly first crowdfunded book. 
Yeah, it was. It is our. I mean, that that I have done personally. I've been in, involved with other people who have done crowdfunding, helping them, like doing mm-hmm. fulfillment and just finding different manufacturers for different things. I don't know you if you would call it as like a project manager type of thing. Yeah, but um, all the covers are fifteen bucks. We don't have um, we don't have any uh most people will upgrade you know if like you want a variant cover from 15 it'll make it 20 or 25 dollars we just we keep them all the same they're all 15 bucks and of course the featured item is the cover a of the physical book itself just the item the book mm-hmm. now uh it, so 15 dollars which is which is perk one yep well that's it would, it would have been funny if you said select a perky <laughs> they won't just, let you do it just yeah just, just me um <laughs> now does the does the 15 dollars right here does that include shipping um no there's a seven dollar shipping charge um because we want to make sure that we send them out in gemini mailers and everything like that make sure mm-hmm. that it's completely safe in packaging them we were we were toying with the idea of actually sending them in the top loaders bagged and boarded inside of top loaders that are sealed shut because i hate when it rains and my comet gets wet there's nothing worse than that i saw a meme today about the comet collector said forget thanos or dark side or galacticus and i had a picture of the mailman and he's like this is the comic book collector's real arch villain <laughs> yeah i know i posted it oh you did that was yours okay yeah <laughs> there, there we go well i stole was- it from i stole it from somebody but yeah yeah. Well, you brought it. You brought it to my attention, so that's all that matters. So but yeah, that's that's just cover. That's that's the featured one because it's just the book. That's mm-hmm. what you're here for, right? So cover a physical book, fifteen dollars. Yep. And everything's in in U.S. dollars. Correct. Uh, uh, estimated shipping uh, January. We then that and that's actually later than we think that it'll actually take to do. We just wanted to make sure that we, you know, if in case something happened with printing and there was an error or we needed some time to, to get something repaired or fixed, we'd have time for it. But we're really, we're, 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 we're shooting for sending everything out to everyone for before Christmas. We really would like to, to get it to them for Christmas at least. Yeah. So, you know, and, 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 you know, best case scenario uh, a worst case scenario, rather, it'll be January. Exactly, worst case but, scenario is January. But you, you know, you can w- once you get a once you get all your ducks in a row, you can like update the, uh, you can update that as well. Too, yeah, so. yeah, it'll if 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 everything gets squared away, it'll change. And then that support the book. That's just a dollar. You know, if you if you just think it's a cool idea, and you don't really care. You can you give a dollar. Someone has, you know, mm-hmm. which is cool. It's nice of them. <laughs> Just the tip. Here you go. Um, then the digital copy of the book. It's just it's five bucks. Five bucks. We got um, nine of those gone. Yeah. Uh, this crowdfunding thing actually has taught me that people will buy digital comics. I, I really, I really didn't think people were that that far into digital. I mean, I know you got the the SpinWiz thing, and it looks pretty cool. I'm going to check it out myself. Maybe that'll convert me. But I don't know, just the feeling of the paper and the smell of the ink. You can never get rid of that to me. Mm-hmm. That's just... Oh, most definitely. I think what a lot of it is, is 
in in crowdfunding, you've got the you know you don't know how much the books are actually going to cost you yet because you don't you know don't how many you have to print. <laughs> you don't know how many you have to print, so you have to you have to learn and play with the numbers as you go. Um, and the more obviously, the more of them you do, the better grasp at it you get. Um, and then then you have fulfillment. And like you said, you're going to get the Gemini mailers, bags and boards, um, and you know all kind all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, so shipping it, it's, is the is the the crowdfunding. It's it's the hidden killer when it comes to crowdfunding. Yeah. Well, most people used to go in, you know go into a store. If it if it's like a standard, you know, size comic book nowadays, you know, people are used to paying, you know, like five bucks for a book. Yeah, exactly. And, five bucks. You know, but when you have to when you when you're working like you are with print on demand, it costs more to get everything done. Plus you gotta you gotta pay the artist, you gotta pay the printer, you gotta pay the letterer. Oh um, yeah, we're we're definitely even if we hit our four thousand goal we're still in the red on this book but this is this is the start i mean we haven't as a company we're new we've never done anything before we've never released a product before we want to mm -hmm. show people that we can release a product that's superior a fantastic product with a good story with obviously fantastic art and we really think the value is there and hopefully we can get it to where we can print more and then it won't cost $15. Maybe we can get the price down to 10, you know, I mean, print media is print media nowadays. It's all still kind of expensive. Oh yeah. Most, but, most definitely. And um, then we go okay. to, we go get from the, swag the, bag? the, the swag bag. Tell us about the swag bag. The swag bag. It's just, it's just the stuff we got. Uh, we're going to have one and a half inch, um, enamel pins of that guy he's the atrocity press mascot mm -hmm. uh get a merry machine gun logo bumper sticker and then we're going to put two or three buttons the inch size buttons into the into the bag with it and then there'll be one one person that orders a swag bag we're gonna there's only one that's got it now but uh if that more than one of those people get into it then we're gonna choose something pretty special to send their way so not going to release what it is yet, but it'll be pretty cool. <clears throat> it's going to be something swanky. Just look behind me. I have to switch screens to do that. Oh, my bad. Oh yeah, that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I I did a little research and 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 looked down and I was like, holy crap, he's got a lot of stuff here. Yeah, you know, a lot of it is like, see, now this is just cover B of the physical book. Mm -hmm. I don't, I didn't know if you could do like different types when people bought it. I, I just created one perk for each thing. Um, a couple people have done that one. That's cover C for the physical book and then cover D for the physical book. And then there's the original cover A, I think. Oh, that's with the swag. That's cover, cover A, A and, and the swag. The swag. Yeah, eight, eight claimed. So yep. we sold one solo swag bag, <laughs> but eight others. So we're up to nine. So nine, yeah, nine seems to be the pretty magic number on most stuff. 
That one's only got one, the one you liked, but with the whip, but it came with the swag bag, so that's ten. With the swag bags, and we're up to ten <laughs> swag bags. Yeah. Oh, see, see what we're learning here tonight. Nobody's uh, grabbed the swag bag with that one yet, or uh, I don't think that one either. You know, and then just the the, the book and the T-shirt. It's the. I mean, usually I would be wearing it, but today I'm wearing my Monomarth shirt. <laughs> That's all good. It's just the logo with the the t-shirt. You 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 think that you couldn't see it, but it's really kind of neat the way it's designed. Is like if they're farther away, they can only see the words, but the closer they get, they can see all the the background, like machine guns and rifles and RPGs and everything behind it. Now we get to the to the naughty tier. Yes, they're different covers with the the naughty print. That's the first naughty print that we released. Cover oh. A in the naughty print, $40, and there's only going to be 50 of these, and somebody's already claimed one. They were like, one. Yeah. Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we like it, you know? Sex sells, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. I was a nightclub DJ at a, at Gentlemany Clubs uh, for like 30-plus nice. years. So nobody's... No, nobody's claimed those yet. So we got... But there are a lot of different perks. So mm-hmm. well, someone got the cover D in the naughty print, though. Look at that. Well, okay, so uh, we have two naughty prints sold. So yeah. So that's good. And those people will be getting two more, or at least two naughty prints. Okay. And, and, then, and a calendar. Yeah, this one's the calendar. Um, we'll have the, the, the character that's next to her is Charlotte. That is not Mary. That is, uh, Charlotte is our, um, I don't know. How would you put it? It's our Darth Vader. <laughs> they are, um, they're both Templars, but Mary ends up getting, uh, getting in a little bit of trouble. And Charlotte is a member of the internal police of the Templar order, and she'll be, tracking mary down while mary's trying to deal with these werewolves but the calendar itself is you know it'll be a 2021 calendar um it'll go into 2022 we've probably end up releasing it later uh, than we want it to be a foot page or a poster it'll be a foot page calendar standard standard with the with the hole in the top and the page and the the dates on the bottom so Mm -hmm. we wanted to go old school with it you know, just something like you, something you'd see in the garage back when you was growing up. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lost put, Comics, welcome to the program. Hey, all right. And then um, each one of those, you know, has its own cover with the calendar. And then we have the cover calendar and the naughty print, I believe. So it's just like, yep. Cover A calendar and naughty print for 70 We've got one of those, so cover a calendar and t shirt for 75. Yeah, you know, one for for each cover, of course. Yes, you always got to do that. Then there's the cardboard stand up. See, that was the original picture, but they had to trim it because of the you know the size of the cardboard and keep it proportional. Blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It came out looking awesome though. Yeah, that that's you know that's pretty ballsy, you know, like 
Yeah, we're gonna bring a. We're gonna give you a life size stand up of uh, of Mary. <laughs> exactly. You can take pictures you, next to her. You know. We were talking about doing waifu pillows, but we decided not to. <laughs> and it's one of those for all the covers, of course. Yep. And then the full Mary, which, which is based off the full Monty. Yep, based off the full Monty, but the full Mary. I think I like the full Mary better than the full Monty. Let me tell yeah, you. We, yeah, I'm oh. pretty sure most people would. And that's got everything. That's everything in the. It's the all swag the, bag, the, the calendar, covers, all the. Perks. All the all the covers, all the perks, it's, it's everything. Plus cover X, which there will only be three of. Yep. As you can see, there's only one, there's zero of three claimed. But so, so, so three people can go full Mary and uh, have a one in three cover. Exactly. And then, and then if Mary does well, gets more popular, hey, you just probably got your investment money back <laughs> most definitely so you talked about writing uh novels and screenplays and doing yep. uh storyboards we had a i had a couple of storyboarders on uh actually one this week and one last week i had uh rusty gilligan on last week and uh, uh, Frank Forte on the other night. Yeah, from Heavy Metal. Yep. I was watching. Yep. Oh, cool. Yep. I watched that one. That was a pretty good one. He had, uh, dude had a lot of stuff. He just kept like, look at this, and then look at this, and then look at over here. I got this, too. And I'm like, God, yeah. you, you, got, you got everything, man. Yeah. But, we had uh, we had to we had to cut a little short because he, uh, he had a commercial project. He had to... Uh, finish up that night but he he took he took the break because we we scheduled the show ahead of time and uh and i guess like that morning they dropped this project on his lap and you know one to not throw away you know good money yeah. that's usually so, the way it happens it's like hey we need this yesterday can you get him can you get it done for us <laughs> yeah pretty much. but you know he, he wants to come back and you know just you know talk geek stuff anytime so i'm yeah, like oh. that's, i'm that's like all right <laughs> i got a I phone mean, number now he called me he goes hey can i have your number to call you i got a couple quick questions okay <laughs> you certainly can here's your number here's my oh, number i mean oh. you i mean heavy metal that's heavy metal was one of the actual the inspirations for mary um when we first started doing the art for it the uh the, the design of mary was completely different we were going more for a that I, I don't want to say sloppy but loose art style that heavy metal had in the 80s because mm -hmm. they were just trying to crank them out as fast as they possibly could we we're going for that loose style and everything and then we just we, we gave it another shot with this the way it looks now and we kind of were going with a almost a 90s top cow you know type of chaosy type of thing and oh it worked. yeah it worked i think i think it worked out it turned out really well fernando as i said he's a fantastic artist and he's working on some more um and just different styles and everything like that and he's zeroing in on the character i mean there's always going to be changes as someone draws a character more and more and more and you end up doing it 
you know, your hundredth time is going to be completely different than your thousandth time, and your thousandth time is going to be completely different than your ten thousandth time of drawing the characters. <laughs> oh yeah, it just it's just natural progression. Yeah. So he's doing quite well. Um, I'm pretty excited about the crowdfund itself. Um, really, to be honest with you, just to get close to 800 bucks out of something that nobody knew anything about, you know, more than just a few weeks ago, because we, mm-hmm. we kept it pretty, pretty quiet. I mean, we were posting about it on Facebook some this year. We got some likes and stuff and some followers off of that. Um, and it's actually it's people have been really responsive to it i mean but how how hard is it to to love sexy women fighting monsters <laughs> i mean that's about as commercial as it gets exactly so right now uh you're at 35 backers and at 792 with uh with a flexible goal of uh 4k yeah which you know isn't you know out of out of it's not out of the realm of possibility. So yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't think we're going to hit four thousand dollars, but I'm not really that concerned about it. Um, we've got everything. Even if we even if we made zero dollars on this crowdfund, I was going to just throw my own money at getting at least one cover printed. Now we can get all the covers printed because of the crowdfund and we can get all of our, our calendars printed. I mean, we've got pretty much almost to the point where our cover, we our, our printing costs are covered. So now it'll just come down to shipping. If we can get a few more hundred dollars, then we got everything covered. And then after that, anything else that we make is just, it's, it's just turning around and going right back into the next book. You know, it's, it's not, I'm, we're not here to make money off of it. We're here to prove that, we can make a quality product and a solid product to start with. You know, we got to make that we're, we're, it's our, we're coming into an industry that no one knows who we are and we got to make a splash. You know, we got to make a quality, quality book that looks good and it feels good too. I'm going to work, we're working on with the, the thicker hundred pound covers and the the coated pages on the inside. We want to make it a, it's 34 pages. So it's, it's not quite just a regular comic book, but it's not quite to the point where people start saying 48 pages is a trade paperback. I, I just see it as a long double issue. But <laughs> yeah, 48 pages is not a trade. You know why they think it's a trade paperback? Because it's been printed that way. Kids nowadays think that a comic book is like only 20 pages long and it only takes you three and a half minutes to read it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, a lot of the comics have gotten pretty short. I mean, I thought 30, I was, we were, we were aiming for 36 pages, but we ended up with 34. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to tell the story as you tell the story. It's a three part story. So obviously there's, you know, the, the introduction with the inciting incident. And then you have, you know, you have each, each act, <laughs> the first, second and third act of the book or of the, of the series. And then that covers the character arc. Um, a lot of it's kind of based on Joseph Campbell's stuff, you know, the hero's journey, um, make it as, as easily digestible as possible while still telling something really cool and having some, some beautiful, beautiful art to look at. (laughs) Oh yeah. That, you know, 
You're right. He, he did a bang up job on the art. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's full on um, super pro. Um, his, he's actually, he goes to school with uh, the guy, uh, what's his name? Alzir Alves. He teaches um, at the premier comic school in Brazil down there, and he's taking classes from him. And he keeps trying to push him into, he's like, do a test for DC, do a test for DC, do a test for DC. And he's like, Why? He's like, I don't want to do a test for DC. I'm I'm happy where I'm at. <laughs> I don't want to do a test for DC. I'll be canceled before I even do the first issue. Exactly. Well, that's what another what's another was one of the things he said is that you know he doesn't want to be he doesn't want to work in an authoritarian place to where they just basically say, Here, this is what you need to do. Make this happen. You know, with working with me. If he comes up with an idea, we talk to about it, we talk about it together. And if it if it if it'll improve the book or make it better, improve the story, make it cooler, I'm all for it. You know, I'm a veteran. One of the fun, main things we said in the army was some of the best ideas come from Ewan privates. You know, doesn't matter who, how low on the totem pole you are, a good idea is a good idea. I'm not saying that the artist is low on the totem pole. I'm saying that the, the private was low on the totem pole. <laughs> the artist is pretty much. That's what sells comic books. The writing is what brings people back. Yeah, it's a collaboration of both, really. Yeah, and it is. And and we're really good friends, me and Fernando. We've been friends for oh, probably about a year, maybe two years now. But it's kind of weird that you can make such a close friend with someone that's halfway across the world and learn a whole bunch about them and basically basically know who they are <laughs> without actually meeting them. Well, thank, thanks to the interwebs. Yes, of course. Thanks. But the, then again, you know, the internet does have things like social media, which while good is also not so good. And it's good and bad and everything. So there, there isn't any, there's, there's no chance of any conventions this year. But yeah, completely shut down. If they come around next year, would you be looking to uh, do something yeah. in in your area, like even yeah. just like the smaller shows? Or um, well, if they have, if they come out back next year, we've got um, CageCon. We'll be at which is like a comic book and uh, gaming convention that they're going to have in kansas city it's put on by play to beat brain cancer it's a charity um and that's what they do is they play games and people donate money to play games anything from monopoly to risk to dungeons and dragons you know whatever you want to play at the the convention um and it goes towards helping families with uh Paying, paying medical bills and paying just their rent, their utility bills while someone, you know, it was, it was afflicted by your brain, you know, with some sort of tumor or something. So that's a really good one. Then, of course, we've got Planet Comic Con, which is a big one. That's actually pretty big, not for just Kansas City, but actually just nationwide. And then we would probably do C2E2 if it was if it was up again next year. But I don't know. I don't know how they're. I don't know how long this this Corona stuff's going to go on, or how they're going to. How I don't know how what, what's really going to change next year. 
than as we've already got now. I mean, it, the only well, thing that can really happen is it get worse. Who's in the big house? See, that's what I think too. I think if if Trump gets reelected, the coronavirus is still going to be a problem. If Biden gets reelected, then it's just going to—they're not going to talk about it as much as they are anymore, and it's going to slowly just kind of fade away, to, fade away, and not be a problem. Just like the swine flu killed a whole bunch of people, nobody cared about it. <laughs> well, I, it won't completely go away because he wants to make a national mask mandate, you know. So yeah. all all the uh, all the people on his side of the aisle can uh, say, anytime we see you without one, we're going to fine you a thousand dollars. Yeah, put on put on your star, of David <laughs> Juden. <laughs> It's just, I'll just, uh, you know, I'll just, I'll just paint my face like, you know, blue or something from the nose of the bridge down. <laughs> like, what's that? It's a special mask. It's a. It's <laughs> I get it tattooed on your hand like they had that Joker thing, that really bad oh, yeah. Joker thing. Oh, that I, hate I hate that Joker. That was bad. I don't know what they were thinking. They weren't. <laughs> they weren't. They weren't. They were just thinking, hey, what's what's edgy? It's like, hey, let's go look at Hot Topic ads from the 90s. <laughs> so you have uh, you have some prose novels that you've written? Um, short short novels, fantasy novel stuff, yeah. Um, I've been published in a few um, collections of uh, fantasy, fantasy stories. One is um, put out by Tor. It's uh God, it's been so long ago, it's about twenty years. It's um fantasy stories just I don't remember the title of the book to be honest with you. <laughs> um it's it's just a, a kind of like an anthology of movies. Mm-hmm. It's 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 all they're all put together by one object, which is this crown that has this special crystal in it. That allows people to read their allows the wearer to read other people's minds. So all the stories had to have something to do with this crown. And so I think it's I think it's fantasy stories about of the of the something crown. Fantasies of the something crown. Oh, I'll have to look it up now. It's, it's what happens when you go to war yeah. and get brain damage. <laughs> you go to war and get brain damage. I got TBI from being around too many explosions. Uh, let me see if I can find it. No. Nope, not going to happen. I don't want to hold your show up. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll look it up and I'll, I'll send you, I'll send you the, the link when I find it. I'm sure it's on Amazon. Yeah, send us the link and I'll I'll uh, I'll toss it into yeah. into uh, an update on the post. And that was the one that I was that that's that I was published in. You know, it's, it's I did it right out of college, so I actually had a whole bunch of more writing. But film is what really grabbed a hold of me. Other than prose, I mean, I like I've been a dungeon master, not not like a BDSM dungeon master, which I could be, <laughs> but a Dungeons and Dragons dungeon master for over 25 years. So it's easy to write stories. That's basically what I did. I wrote stories for, for Dungeons and Dragons games. (laughs) So I figured, well, why not 
take some of these stories of these games because everyone always says why don't i take the stories from some of these games and actually write it down as a novel but the stories it's only so long but we had a game that lasted about 10 years so i actually had a whole lot of uh oh well that that you know to pull from that's at least uh you know six issue miniseries right there oh yeah definitely could probably pull that off (laughs) just a little bit of material yeah but I've the comic thing I want to get in. I want to do it. I like, you know, I've, I've, I've worked with other people on others on the other side of comics. I just, as I said, like editor, you know, going through editing people's writing, you know, this, this is wrong. This doesn't, this, you're, you're using the wrong tense here. Did you do that on purpose? That type of thing. Um, you know, how can we fit this? Okay, well now we got to get this translated from English to Portuguese. Who who are we using for translations? <laughs> okay, now the translations has changed everything. So now we got to redo the lettering. <laughs> you know that I've been on that side of everything. I've not been on the actual writing and creative side of it all. I've just been on the doing all the the background work, which is great because it taught me a lot about the process, and that has made this process much much smoother than it could be for a lot of other first time people oh most definitely so this is going to be a a three issue arc yep this is a three issue arc um it'll be we'll have our goal is to basically put one out every quarter i think if we can do that it might have to be every other quarter i don't know it just depends we could probably do every quarter. We just have to, we have to get ourselves on a on a pretty tight schedule. Fernando is really good about keeping keeping his deadlines and everything, but he has he has started school. As I said, he's doing that. Uh, he's going to school with Elzir, which is that guy's fantastic. He's a good 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 artist. He's worked on a lot of a lot of a lot of fantastic books. Yeah, don't don't you know don't don't rush it. No, no, not at you know, all. I definitely can't. You know, life gets in the way, so, you know, make room for that. That's one of the great things about crowdfunding is that if it takes us, you know, if we were working with a publisher, they'd be like, we want the book done by next, the end of next quarter. And now you've got a deadline, you've got to meet it. And if life happens and someone, I don't know, God forbid, catches COVID and they're down for two weeks, that's two weeks of of nothing getting done, you know? And if you're on a tight, tight schedule like that, then you're just kind of hosed. But if you're crowdfunding, you know, that two weeks, sure. Maybe you start your crowdfund another, you know, a month later than you, than you originally planned, but at least you can start it whenever you want. So you don't have to worry about, uh, Sorry, I had a total brain fart there. Told you, TBI. <laughs> you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about deadlines. A, a, yeah, a tight schedule. Yeah, very tight schedule. You don't have to worry about it. You can actually take your time and put everything and make a good book out of it. Make sure everything is perfect before it's released, which is one of our main things that we want to do is just make sure that we put out a f- awesome, awesome product. I mean, that's one of the cool things that. Another cool thing that crowdfunding has done is, I mean, people are willing to pay $15 for a good story, you know I mean? And this, this book's actually pretty cheap compared to a lot of 
other crowdfunding campaigns that I've seen, you know, I've seen some books are 20, 30, 20, 25, 30 dollars just for the book itself. Mm-hmm. Which, hey, if they can get 20, 25, 30 dollars out of their book consistently, I say do it. You know, I back some 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 books that are 25 bucks. I think what Ethan's book was 25 bucks. That was the, one of the first things I ever backed ever because I always thought Kickstarter was for scamming <laughs> or Indiegogo, all those things. I always thought they were just for people to say, Hey, look, I got this great idea. It's a water bottle that refills itself. And it's like, that's a Peltier device. We've had those for decades. <laughs> I'm just finding out about it now. So <laughs> But yeah, yeah I'm I new to it. New to the whole crowdfunding thing. I've never done it besides just doing fulfillment, which was fun enough. Just bagging and boarding and putting Gemini mailers and having a good time. Everybody's drinking, having some fun, <laughs> sitting around with about six people stuffing envelopes. I was like, I wonder if this is what they used to do. Remember back in the old days when you see the newspaper articles that say stuff envelopes from home and earn money. <laughs> It's like, is this what they used to do? Yeah, they they would they would fold, corrugate, and stuff envelopes and mail them out and never get paid. <laughs> exactly. I remember those from back in the, the day. They could they could advertise anything to kids in the back of comic book though. Mm-hmm. You know, that guy was right. X-ray vision, no. <laughs> you know. The x-ray vision and then fake vomit and all the magic tricks and how to how to how to be successful with people and have make make friends and people like you and <laughs> how to make friends and influence people yeah that was it that was it i always loved reading all those i, I never read the book but this the advertisements were great um from being the boy scout and the johnson smith company catalog i don't know if you know what that was but it was basically just a whole bunch of stuff that you would see in the back of a comic book, like the x-ray vision stuff. It was a whole company that just did nothing but sell these things. And a lot of the, the art for the, the women where it was just very, very curvy women and stuff like that. That's kind of where Mary was born. If you notice, she's got a pretty, pretty wide hip set, pretty good, thin midframe but we did want to make sure that we gave her enough size to where you didn't have anyone saying where her organs (laughs) because that drives me so crazy her organs are right next to the pianos exactly doesn't matter it's like frazetta said you know it's a comic book it's supposed to be an idealized picture of something you don't you don't want to see normal stuff if you could see normal stuff all day long you wouldn't you don't pay money to see normal Oh, exactly. You know. Abby who? Abby normal. <laughs> I always got to throw some ridiculous movie code into things. Oh, you're good. So um, how long have you been doing this? I just caught it um, the other the other day when, when you put out the thing on the, 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 the group that you were doing it. So I was like, hey. I'll jump on. Doesn't matter to me how big or how small the, the show is. I just like to talk to people about my comic book. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been I've been doing the. Uh, before this, I was uh, 
writing, you know, writing reviews and articles and, uh, you know, various other things. I started out over at uh, Punk House Press mm-hmm. where I was, you know, I'd uh, interview, uh, you know, comic book artist once in a while or a writer. Um, I review like, you know, some indie books over there. Mostly, uh, mostly reviewed, uh, you know, punk music <laughs> albums and, you know, or, you know, cause you get, we used to get stuff sent over from, you know, all kinds of bands and singers and everything. And they were just like, you know, I just, so, uh, they would just keep, you know, forwarding me stuff. And then I saw a, I saw a thing for Outright Geekery. And the the last piece that I had done was I, I interviewed a artist out of Canada, uh, Andy Belanger, yep. uh, who uh, is the, the creator of uh, Southern Cross from Image Comics. Yep, yep. So I was going to say Southern Cross. And... Uh, <clears throat> At the time, he had uh, gotten a gig for uh, for a short arc on uh, Vampirella before they did the relaunch for the 50th anniversary. And oh. uh, so I had interviewed him, and that was over at Punk House Press. And then the, the guys from OG uh, sat down and read that, and they're like, yeah, you're all right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go on? Like, okay. And then uh, you did okay. (laughs) Then COVID hit, and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm in I'm in no mood to write stuff." And then, and then that that stimuli check came in, and I I bought me uh, a a microphone, a tripod, and a and a webcam, and uh, I go, "Oh, this is much better. I don't have to type anything. I can just talk, sit and chat. That's way okay." So. as of right now, this is uh, episode forty-two of Creators Outlet. Yeah, and you know we got there quick because you know I'm doing I was doing these you know three to four times a week. As I say, Tuesday was it Monday, thir- Thursdays, and Fridays? Uh, uh, no, it was actually it was actually it's uh, uh blah 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 blah. <coughs> uh, How'd that Mon- go? A blah 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 blah. <laughs> uh, uh, Mon- Monday, Tuesday, Friday, because I'm on another podcast. Believe it or not, here it comes nice segue. Uh, okay, Boomer, <laughs> stuck the landing. <laughs> uh, where uh, another one of the guys from uh, OG and I uh, do deep dives into. Uh, old uh, back issues uh gold nice. sil- gold silver and bronze age comics uh last week we did uh x-men uh 205 with uh chris claremont and uh barry windsor smith oh cool what did you guys what did you think of it uh it was a five for me i mean it's x-men it's chris claremont and barry windsor yep. smith there you go. Yeah. Just, I mean, you know, that could have been the quickest show in history, but we go through the entire book. Uh, um, kind of like, uh, do you just, just review the book as you go through it? Yeah. I'll have to check it out. I mean, as I said, I haven't really had time to do a lot of things. The only things that I do, I listen to podcasts like this one, where 
I mean, sure, we we showed some stuff, and but I could I could get by that with you know just listening to stuff while I'm working. <laughs> I don't have time to sit and watch anything. It's it's good uh, good background noise. Yeah, that's pretty much what I use. Just background information, just something to listen to. Because it's either that or if I'm writing certain type of scene, I'll listen to certain types of music to help you know mm-hmm. set the mood, that type of thing. If it's a super a fight scene, I'll be some upbeat and angry, <laughs> little little Monomarth. <laughs> um, more you know emotional or something. I might listen to Tori Amos. You never know. <laughs> God, <laughs> sorry that that just kicking off bad memories at the club oh. for me. Oh the, yeah, the early days of the emu, you know, the emo crowd. Yeah, yeah. Can you play some Tori Amos for me? Play Cornflake Girl. Oh, that's the one. <laughs> Can you play Cornflake Girl? Yeah, I, I was there. I was actually had. CDs, we couldn't just steal everything off the internet. Yeah, I wasn't. A, I wasn't. A, see, I've never really been on the the front lines. I've always been in the back. I I wasn't a DJ myself, but I used to book all the goth shows in Kansas City from probably '95 until 2003 when I joined the army. Um, so I booked a lot of goth DJs. So that was when all the the Tori Amos stuff was going wrong. It was all, it was either play Tori Amos or play V and V nation. <laughs> Good Lord. Which was a, which was, a, which was a remix of a suicide commando song. And that was what everyone, everyone liked the remix better than they liked the actual version of the song. <laughs> it was easier to dance to. I like oh. it better. Oh yeah. It used to drive me nuts. I don't want to hear the live version or the remix. I want to hear the one I've listened to 90 million times on the radio because I know how it goes. And then like three days later, why don't you play me the remix? Yeah, exactly. When it gets, (laughs) when it finally picks up, it's always, everyone always complains. They always say, we want something new. We want something new. So you book something that no one's, you know, hasn't been booked in town before. It's kind of new. No one goes because I don't know that band. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. So you don't want something new. You just want to complain about wanting something new. I got you. Well, like Homer Simpson says, can't win, don't try. Yep. Can't win, don't try. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> So uh, we've got the uh, I, I keep saying Kickstarter, but it's actually uh, yeah, it's Indie- Indiegogo. Yeah, it's, Indie- uh, it's Indiegogo. Uh, next, we, we will go to Kickstarter next time. Um, we chose Indiegogo because that's basically we just kind of asked people around, you know, which is the best place to go as a comic book creator, and everyone was saying Indiegogo is where it's at right now. So we chose it, but. I think next time we're going to go with Kickstarter. I mean, the fees are a little bit more, but I think the customer base is a little bigger. The uh, the customer base is a little bigger, but uh, a lot of creators that I've talked to actually run uh, will actually run like dual campaigns. See, I've been like, told not to do that. See, so I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I've never done it before, but because well, they don't. 
five at the same time. They'll run one, and then they'll run like a short, like a short one on Indiegogo. Okay, well maybe that'll be something we could do. We could do a quick. The only the 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 best thing about Indiegogo is that you know more of the money gets into your hands, and the fact that once the campaign's over, your page can stay up there as a storefront for like thirty days. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I knew that you could continue to keep going. Um, but I didn't know that it was basically just a storefront. That's awesome. That'll that'll be Yeah, it's you know, the campaign's over, but they can still purchase the book from that Indiegogo page from you. So you All have right. like you have like thirty days once your once your campaign's over to do that. As well, far as we'll, I know. Maybe you know. we'll do something with Kickstarter. I don't know. Another thing that I kinda of worried me about Kickstarter is I mean, I guess there's a lot of people that said that they were kind of gatekeepy about what they allowed it on the platform. And I don't know if they would really, I don't know if they would, would appreciate what I'm bringing to the table. I mean, it's not an adult book by any means. It's just a very highly high teen rated book, but I don't know if they would, would, would like some of the things that we we have going on inside of the book. (laughs) It's very critical of, a lot of religion and and now (laughs) i mean hasbro's launching toys on kickstarter yeah see i've just i I did see that on twitter there was a lot of people that were saying should people like like these major companies should they be able to crowdfund new products like hasbro's doing things and um i guess then you have like huge pro then you have huge pro names like yeah scott snyder and greg capullo yeah with with uh keanu reeves and berserker berserker and you know the, the rest of that team are all you know comic book professionals and everything i mean but so i don't i mean there's I'm I'm conflicted. I mean, I don't know if it's because I'm conflicted as a creator or or not, but it's like certain parts of me say, "You've got the marketing money, and you've got the people to make the decisions, and you you guys got the money to put forward into this project. Leave crowdfunding for the people who don't." But then again, another part of me says, "If they've got a product that people are willing to crowdfund, then." Why not? You know, it's a free market. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not, you know, it's not set up as an indie comic book crowdfund. It's set up as plain old crowdfunding. Yeah. You can crowdfund anything on there. Yeah, you can crowdfund and, all sorts of stuff. And like water bottles will fill themselves up. Yeah. <laughs> Just like my bladder, um, but I I I noticed you know a lot of people you know getting mad and like uh why are you getting mad? Well, they're taking money out of our pockets. No, they were going to buy that book anyways. Yeah, I'm like if they announced this and it was just in you know previews or you know their website or whatever, uh, people were still going to buy this. Like, does, anyone sh- 
if anyone should have been mad, it should have been local comic shops because mm-hmm. th- that could have got more people into their store to buy that book. You know? Yeah. But they're they're doing this like they don't produce toys and put them into stores anymore. They produce toys on a pre-order basis. To ship out to people who already so, bought them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they're they're not like, you know, stocking shelves or anything with these. They're like, oh, no, they're all sold out. How are they all sold out? Well, we don't make anything unless it's a pre-order. Then we and make we... the exact amount of the pre-order. Exactly. We, we knew we needed 4,212, so we made 4,212. Yeah, and, you know, we don't need anything past that because, you know, we've already got their money. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a lot of the the risk out of it, which will allow for more things to be made because if there's lower risk the, for the company to put out a toy, a line of toys, then, you know, if it doesn't hit crowdfunding, it doesn't hit crowdfunding. It's kind of a way to, it's almost like a way to test the market to see if they really want your product or not. But then again, I also see the other side of it's taking money out of other people's mouths you know and, take a and, food out of their mouth the problem with it is too is they just keep raising the prices like every like three months yeah by, by leaps and bounds on toys it's like look i know the vo- the value of the dollar went to rock bottom years and years ago but i'm sorry i'm an old boomer and <laughs> i buy an action figure I still want to pay the two dollars and ninety eight cents I paid for an eight inch action figure with clothes on it. Yep. You know, from from Mego or the old sixties GI Joes. Yeah. You know, that were like four ninety five, and I'm like, for me, it you- was the 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 three and a half, three point seven five, I guess, inch Star Wars men with the arms and legs that just moved up and down, and they were like two forty eight at Kmart. Yep. <laughs> Uh, by the time the third movie came out, they were like, you know, up to like four ninety eight, yep. and and now it's like you know thirty dollars for one. Yeah, just for one, guys, twenty four ninety nine for a black label series seven or whatever. I'm just like, okay, it's. Well, look at the artwork on the box. I don't care. I'm gonna rip it out of the box and play with it. Exactly. Yeah. I want to mess around with the thing, and I know, like one of my buddies, he collects a lot of action figures and toys and stuff and he'll buy two he'll buy two sets that way he can open one to play with and keep one yeah and he's been i I said that once you know what happens you don't know i used to i used to be the uh i'm gonna buy two sets one to keep and one to sell down the road and my friend pimp slapped me in the back of the head saying Quit lying. You're not opening any of these. You're not <laughs> playing with any of these. You're not going to sell any of these. You're just going to have too many of them. We have a whole bunch of stuff in tubs in your garage. Yeah. And that, then I saw uh, I'm a part of a bunch of the Migo groups. Mm-hmm. And I saw uh, there's a guy that does a uh, podcast uh Migos and Coffee where he'll like review something and he'll walk through what seems like a huge warehouse but it's just his basement 
<laughs> but he'll have, he'll have these big, you know, metal shelves set up. And each figure goes like two or three rows. So it'll be like Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk, Captain Kirk. And then there's like a dozen behind each one. And I'm like, <laughs> I go, this is why nobody can find the product because you bought them all. You know, I can see, you know, buy, buying a couple, you know, with certain lines nowadays because, you know, you don't know, you know, when they're going to sell out or, you know, yeah. if they're going to be Which worth going to take you off, can, you know, you know, even if they don't go in, into into big money, you can sell them to the 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 custom figure guys because they need yeah. the part, they need the parts, parts and stuff, you know. But to just do that, I'm like, ah. yeah. I mean, I I quit with toys probably four or five years ago, and I just sold off almost everything. The only thing I kept. As I have the the Claiborne Moore Vampirellas, and they're all signed by Julie Strain and Claiborne, and I've got all oh, of those. Man. Mine aren't signed by Julie. <laughs> yep, got them signed by Julie Strain. Mine are all signed by Claiborne, though. Oh, that's cool. And then I decided to go more into like the the figurines, the more expensive figurines. That way, it doesn't take up as much room in my house. <laughs> And I've only got a couple of those because I don't ever, I never have the money to spend on yeah. a $400 figurine. Yeah. The, the, the price on those statues are ridiculous. And what's even worse now, they have the ones that they, they label as dioramas because they'll put like a, a chunk of something at the bottom of the foot. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't want that. Plastic PVCs. I'm like three months ago, they were selling, uh, well, three months before they started doing these, they were selling like the vinyl banks. So they, they were like busts of the comic book characters, yep. or you know, Thanos. Thanos, Thanos fist, fist, glove. His, yeah, his fisting um, glove. <laughs> yeah, you know, they was they were selling those for like you know, tw- you know, fifteen twenty bucks. I'm like, well, I'd rather buy these. They're cheaper than the others. They display well. And I can store the money I don't have in them. Exactly. You can put all those pennies that you, yeah. you brought. And then they, then they started doing the, these, you know, things like they're calling dioramas. And, and they're charging, like, anywhere from 50 to $150 for them. I go, you know it's like double the price. It's a piece of plastic. They, 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 they are literally the old Marx figures. Remember the old Marx figures? Yep. yep. They, they like, are literally just like those. It's and, like when, yeah. uh, what was the, the, they had the Star Wars Ewok set, and then they, had, they, they released the Star Wars Ewok set again as the Robin Hood play set. <laughs> do you remember when they did that? Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they, used, they used to do that with uh, Planet recycle. of the Apes stuff. Recycle it all. <laughs> yep, recycle it all. You know, just like uh, in the uh, in the late '60s, they would just slap like a Star Trek logo on anything. <laughs> just whatever. Helmet. It was a plastic helmet with like a police 
like an old sixties police, like <laughs> on it. And it had like a, a fake microphone that would come down the side and it had a plastic visor that would come over, you know, over your face. And I guess it used to be like a Buck Rogers thing. <laughs> they just put stuff. They slapped the Star Trek logo on it and did, you know, created like some really lame box art. And it's supposed to be Spock's helmet. Spock's sold better. <laughs> you never, never wore one, <laughs> but I think it sold better because you no. got all these parents. You got parents who don't know. Or people who you know, your grandma don't know, she's just like, "Oh, Spock's helmet! I know Spock. That's a I know that name." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, what's worse, Grandma giving you a sweater or Spock's helmet?" Spock's helmet. I don't know. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking. I'm. I'm thinking. I probably won't get beat up as much for uh, a sweater. A sweater. <laughs> yeah. You know, even if it's an ugly Christmas sweater. Hey, that's probably better than getting kicked in the head let me see let me show you how this box helmet works kid bang <laughs> doesn't work at all oh okay uh, let's one more time i'll say that anyone that backs the book um while on here then i will do a random drawing and there you will get all four covers of the book so if you back it while i'm on this show um Whoever does it, we're going to do a random number generator and just bam, it'll probably end up being one of my D8s. <laughs> and that's how we're going to choose who gets to get all four covers. Very cool. Very cool. Super cool. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm always excited. This is just my resting bitch face. Yeah. That's just what I look like. <laughs> That's what everyone's telling me. They're like, "Why don't you need you need to smile more when you're on camera? You need to smile more when you're on camera. You look like you're, 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 uh, you don't you don't want to be there." And I'm like, "Well, I want to be there. I just, I guess I just got resting jackass face. <laughs> I don't know. You got resting private face. There you go. The name of the book was the Fantasies of the Storied Crown." <laughs> and I found it. Now I just got to find my copy of the book. It's paperback and it's probably falling apart by now. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's copies of it on Amazon. Oh, I bet. Amazon or eBay, one of the two. There's also a book called The, the Gods of Diala, which is D-I-Y-A-L-A, which is a province in Iraq, which is where we were. And the, one of the lieutenants wrote a book about our deployment, which was actually pretty neat. <laughs> Got some pretty good uh, New York Times bestseller action going on there, I believe. And I mean, I was like, hey, look at that. All these people got to read about our, my deployment. And then I read the book and I'm like, uh, half of this is bullshit. <laughs> it's it's because it couldn't get through the military censorship. Yeah, that's true. Oh. But definitely uh, head over to the Indiegogo page. The link for that is right here in the chat. And go check out the project for yourself. 
and uh, back the book. Yeah, you gotta have a good time. It's a good book. It's uh, hot chicks fighting monsters. Can't can't go wrong with that. That's the the oldest oldest formula in the book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of uh, Vampirella, or Airy Magazine, Creepy Magazine, anything like that, you're gonna, yeah. gonna dig this book. Definitely will. Um, anything from. From chaos, if you like chaos stuff, you like the book. If you like any any of the bad girl comic stuff, that's that's where we kind of based the whole so just, idea. Just about everything Dynamite is putting out right now. Yeah, pretty much anything Dynamite's done. I guess that, a lot of people said this could be a Dynamite book, and I was like, it could be, but it's not. <laughs> you know, it'll be Dynamite if you buy the book. Exactly. It'll be dynamite. It's gonna be Dynamite. For you to sit down and read this book, you back the book and have a good time. It's thirty-six pages or thirty-four pages long. You can take it into the toilet with you instead of your phone one day and have a good time. And and hope your legs don't fall particularly around the can. Yeah. Oh man, it's, I'm having a good time. This is fun. Yeah. See, talk about a bunch of nerdy, geeky stuff. Go off of go off topic a little bit and go right back to the book. Yep. You gotta go off topic. If you don't go off topic, it's, then it's just it's just a sales pitch, and it's no fun. It's, you gotta have a conversation. Well, well, here here's one for you. Comic book wise, if you could work with anybody, who would you want to work with, and why? Like right now, or from any ever? <laughs> ever. Like, if ever, I think um. I would love to do to write something that Frank Frazetta would have put together. He would have did the art for just because I love his, his paintings are just, he's just spot on. He's, he's, he's good at what he does. He knows how to draw the eye. He knows how to, he knows how to use color properly. He knows how to, or he knew, I mean, I suppose (laughs) um, how to do all these things. And he was, just a wonderful, wonderful artist. Um, other than that, maybe something really, really creepy with, uh, oh man, I'm blanking on his name right now. G- uh, Geiger, Geiger, HR Geiger. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. You know, cause his was a bunch of penises. <laughs> That's all his art for that. And yeah. Other lady parts. But, uh, he did design the alien and I think that would be pretty cool to work with someone that just had that, very very surreal biomechanical type of sort of artwork something that you could tell a story that was just completely whacked out you know just something that's almost as i said like through like something like heavy metal where it's just like you're dropped into the story here's the story i'm not going to explain anything to you here's this just this craziness for about 12 pages and then we're done those are the type of things that I really like to do. I like, I like just having, just being dropped right into something. Nothing's really explained. And you just kind of go on this wild ride for about three to four minutes. And then by the time you're done, you're just like, wow, that was completely whacked out of its gourd, but it was awesome. (laughs) Kind of like the max. Or was the Eon Flux back in the day with the, oh, the, yeah. old, the old Beavis and Butthead stuff when they were doing all that? 
It was a liquid television, I believe it was called. And that was always a good time because you never really, it was almost, it was the first adult swim. It's like you really didn't know it was going to come on half the time and it was always really weird but always really good. Like there, <laughs> there was this one, there's this, it's just this animation of this guy and he's standing there with a baseball bat and you just see him and you hear this, this deep voice is like, bash it, bash it. And he's all like, oh, but I don't want to bash it. Bash it. <laughs> he just starts bashing his head with this baseball bat until his whole head just comes chunks. <laughs> and they put it on TV. <laughs> it yeah, they put almost anything on TV nowadays. Yeah, well, this was this was back in the late 80s, early 90s, so it was a little, little, little more shocking, I guess. Stuff was still closing around 9 o'clock at night. Which they do. That's another thing that the coronavirus, this COVID thing, is kind of like taking everything back to the late 80s where everything closes at 9 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's all closed on Sunday and everything's closed at 9. Mm-hmm. I actually have uh, family in KC. And one oh, of, really? My, one of my cousins is actually uh, a busker. This hang, hangs out downtown. In Westport? Mm-hmm. Yep, that's where the most of them hang out is in Westport. I used to do uh, street magic down there, magician stuff. I've been a magician for 20, 20 years. I mostly do escapes now, like the just most mostly. I just base my my show off of Houdini's type of stuff. I don't do the the underwater crap because it'll kill me quicker and it kill him because I can't breathe like that. I smoke way too much. <laughs> <laughs> But, but uh, like the mail can or the 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 mailbag escape, I'll do that one. I'll do the uh, the milk can escape, and then of course the straight jacket escape. I can do all three of those, and that's you can you can build a whole show over just three 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 effects like that. That's all you need. <laughs> oh yeah, most definitely. But I haven't done that in probably two or three years. The last time I did that, I was opening. For the guitarist for Anthrax, he has a band. I can't remember the side band's name, but we were opening for him, and I got to do it. Got to do the Straight Jacket Escape for that, and that was pretty fun. I really enjoyed that. Little little bit of Alice Cooper before the band came on. Pretty much, yeah. And I remember Alice, um, the guy that actually I was doing the the show with. Um, he's, he's an artist named Patrick Hart. And he does a lot of horror art, um, a lot of mixed media stuff where he'll have like a canvas and then he'll have a 3D head of like Jason or Freddy or stuff like that. And then he started doing all these um, basically death masks of all these celebrities, like um, ones that are actually dead, like Hitchcock and different people like that. But then there's people that are still living that he's done. Um like uh, Kane Hodder and some other people that they, they let him do the face masks or the, the they let him do the the pull off of his face, off of their face and everything. And then he makes the thing and paints it all up. Fantastic, fantastic artist. Dude's all over. If you go to a horror convention, you will see the Studio Patrick there because that guy, that's, that's what he does is he rocks horror convention circuits. So this... This COVID nineteen stuff is killing him because that's that's how he makes his money is he just drives around the country going to different conventions all year. 
That's, that's what he oh, does. Yeah. There's no I, conventions. <laughs> I talked to an illustrator a, a few months ago on the show that um, he's just a freelance illustrator, and his whole life is going from convention to convention to convention. No, you can't. I don't and, you know, so he's just, you know, he's slowed down. He's taking, you know, commissions online. And he actually uh, was at uh, a free comic book day event uh, last Sat, no, the week before on the, on the 12th um, at my LCS with, uh, with a, a few other artists. Nice. And, you know, he goes, he goes, oh, it's the first time I got out of the house in like six months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It was it was pretty bad that Emerald City canceled, and as soon as Emerald City canceled, I was like, okay, everybody's going to cancel. And everybody, felt yeah, everybody canceled, and then I'm hoping that. Uh, I got tickets for it, so I'm hoping Brian Polito's thing still happens in February, but we'll see. His Sworn Fest mm-hmm. he's doing out there in Mesa. I've got tickets for it. I want to go out there and hang out with those guys, spend some time talking to them. I haven't seen them in a long time. So hopefully it still goes on. I mean, it's months yeah. away. Some drinking involved. Oh, yeah, they'll definitely. definitely <laughs> <laughs> It'll. It'll probably be the same color as what you're drinking, but it'll be highly, highly alcoholic. Yes. I'm not saying that what you're drinking isn't highly alcoholic. <laughs> uh, just, just water in an old orange juice bottle. I recycle. I just Could keep... Have been. I, I've got the refillable water bottles. There you go. The ones that you just buy from the store. That works good. $39.95. <laughs> just to be good. That stuff drives me crazy that people buy that stuff. I mean, twenty nine ninety five to buy a bottle. It's like you you know you got a bottle every time you bought your orange juice or whatever, you could just wash it out, fill it back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ooh, I can't drink tap water. Oh yeah, it's got it's got all these chemicals that control my brain. <laughs> like I, I don't think you have to worry about chemicals controlling your brain. Turn off the TV. Yeah. <laughs> I only drink Avion water. I go, yeah, you know what that is? Naive, naive, spelled backwards. Exactly. I was like, naive backwards. Quite literally. But I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight. Oh, yeah. well, thank you for having and, me. It was a good time. Uh, more importantly, thank you for your service. Well, thank you. Thank you for that once again. And uh, I urge everybody to uh, head over to Indiegogo and check out the campaign for this book, Machine Mary Machine Gun. I was going to call Mary, it Machine, Mach- Machine Gun Mary. Yeah, a lot of people say that. Is that where it came from? Does it have anything to do with it? And I'm like, no. It was just going to be Sister Mary to start with. And then I was like, eh, I like Mary Machine Gun. I like the. The, the the word play there it works out well <laughs> yeah so mary machine gun issue one is available in many forms over on the indiegogo page uh go check it out for yourself if you have any questions reach out to uh max on social media where where can people find you on social media um if they just if they go to facebook and just search mary machine gun they'll definitely get the mary machine gun page it'll be the first thing to come up um and you can send a 
message through there or you can send to our um www.atrocitypress.com like war is an atrocity <laughs> um press.com and you can send me an email directly through their uh, contact email or if you're an artist and you want to do some artistic submissions or a writer that wants to do submissions if you're a writer that wants to do submissions you have to fill out a release form first because you know i don't want someone to say i was i had a fight in the street in my book and you stole that from me <laughs> you know can't can't do that but um artists that want to do any submissions then send to submissions at atrocitypress.com very good yes excellent good good (laughs) (laughs) all right well it was was nice being here i do actually it's a good time that we're wrapping it up because i actually do have to go put my kid to bed (laughs) that's that's good timing it is good timing it's getting to that point so it was super fun to be on. I had a good time. I mean, hopefully people will check out the book and take a read. Um, once we get it put on digital, I will make sure to send you a copy if you're Mr. Reviewer. That way you can take yeah. a look. And either, either myself or one of the other reviewers will uh, will get on it. Uh, yeah. we, uh, we are big over there for uh, for indie stuff, obviously. Like last yeah. week, last week, I, I uh, had five episodes and it was uh, four episodes rather. And it was all, uh, you know, all pros. Yeah. Have you talked to Mike? Have you talked to Mike Barron yet? The guy who's doing Florida, man. Yes. He's one of the pros. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. That guy, he is just all over it. I love it. I I mean, as soon as I, the first little panel thing I was on, he was on it and I was like, Oh, I remember Florida, man. I was going to back that. And I totally forgot. And I just jumped on backed it right when we were on the show before we started the show because so i was like oh that just it just sounds too good it just sounds too good i gotta get it uh you know he's got florida man going on he's got uh another book going he's got so he's got like two uh crowdfunders going at the same time oh that's got to be stressful one with, one's one's enough for people and he's always writing i mean uh yeah, i'm, I'm an old school nexus and badger fan of his and he's like goes well i have all these nexus novels <laughs> on my wife's dining room table she would really like the table back so, <laughs> nice. uh, you know, anybody that would like one of these just contact me and i will uh, be happy to send you one out uh pops from uh the madness uh got yeah. his last week uh, and he is going to be uh, finishing up and releasing a a badger novel oh, uh, nice. next year. And he's got, I think, like between twenty and thirty prose novels available on Amazon right now. That dude, he just—he is a—he's a writer. I'll he's, give it he's, to him. He's nonstop. He is a machine. Dude is a straight machine. He will he will just he'll write circles around me. I don't I can't do it. I have to be in the right frame of mindset to do it and everything. I can't I can't just sit down and write because it'll come out angry and wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> like my first marriage. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> so thanks once again for coming on. Well, uh, thanks for having me. We had, a, we had a great time talking about the project and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, it's always a good time to just have a chat about just things in general, especially when it's nothing too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing heavy I have is me, so... Uh, That's the way I work. Yep. <laughs> All right, well, thank you very much for having me on. It was a good time, and uh, hopefully we'll be back on again when Mary Machine Gun Issue 2 comes out. Sean up, just hit me up. We'll get you right back on the show. Sweet. Fantastic. Hey, and don't forget, get your SpinWiz Comics app. Yeah, download that SpinWiz Comics app and uh, read some free comics. I got mine. That's what I'm going to be doing tonight. There you go. <laughs> Before I go to bed. There's some great stuff on there. I've Sweet. got like three different books I'm reading on there right now. So Maybe after a while we can end up getting getting some of our stuff put on there because we've got some short stuff that we haven't released this is not mary related it's a different different world it's more of a cyberpunk type of thing but maybe we could put that get some of those on there that might be something we could talk to i'll have to get the contact information for the spinwiz guys from you after the show uh yeah uh actually it's it's right in the chat above your indiegogo uh spinwizcomics.com will bring you right to their main website oh sweet that'll work Check this out here. All right, cool. And they got the contact information on how to get your stuff on there. Um, yeah, you just uh find the contact button on the on the website. Yeah, well, that's fine. You'll be able to uh shoot them an email. Oh, yep, there we go. All right, cool. That'll work. Well, thank you very much. All right, thanks, Max. Have a great night. You too. Have a good evening.